Welcome back to the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast, episode 174. And coming up on today's show, you'll be hearing my conversation with Pensacon staff members Mike Inslee, Steve Wise, Kat Bishop, and Georgia Bielich. We talk about the inspiration behind Pensacon, how it was created, some horror stories, fun stories, favorite moments, so much more. It was really fun getting to learn a little bit more about what goes on to put on a convention. But first, let me tell you about our proud sponsor, Audible. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com nerdcave. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Derek. Diamond. Experience! Sitting here with my four very special guests this week, the front office staff of Pensacon. I'm joined with the founder and CEO, Mr. Mike Inslee. Welcome. Thank you. The director of marketing and guest services, Ms. Kat Bishop. Hi. The graphic designer, Ms. Georgia Bielich. Hello. And programming director, Mr. Steve Wise. Hey, Derek. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Thank you guys so much for taking the time. I know it's a very busy time for you guys. We're just a couple of weeks away from the convention. So um, I did want to start off by asking you, Mike, uh, since you're the founder, what was the inspiration behind doing Pensacon? Well, I have been, shockingly enough, a nerd all of my life. So um, I just I would go to other conventions and I would see what they did well and what they didn't do so well. And I just was at a convention here locally and I saw what was happening and I was like, we can do better than this. And that this town is ready for something on a larger scale than what we've had in the past. And so I just decided to put it out there into the universe that I wanted to do a con. I was thinking about doing a one-day convention, and it just kind of grew from there. Uh, as soon as I started talking about it, people really started jumping on board. So, uh, you know, we started a Facebook page just to gauge interest, and within weeks we had thousands of people on the page. So knew I had a good idea, uh, and then it just expanded from there. And, and we kind of went all out in our first year, took a big chance, and it paid off. So, which 2014 was the first year, right? Because yeah. you know, I remember just being a fan, hearing that we were getting our own convention, and I had only been to you know a handful in my lifetime. I had been to Dragon Con, but just having one that's you know within 15 minutes from where I live is much better than driving to Atlanta, and it's it's been awesome to see it grow. You know, every year from the guests that you guys get to, you know, improving logistically. It's like there's always something that improves every single year. And I, I think that's something that, you know, like, I know you guys focus on that, but actually, you know, seeing it every year, I, I, I think it's great. So um, I did want to ask you guys, uh, like, how did each of you get involved? So we'll, we'll, start, we'll start with Kat. How did you get involved with Pensacon? Um, so unlike the rest of these guys, I had never been to a convention before, um, but I have a passion for um, event coordination and making things run smoothly. 
and just kind of helping out behind the scenes. And so I contacted the vendor coordinator at the time and asked if I could could help out. And so um, my first two years, I was a um, like a team lead, a team captain, like top level volunteer. And then after my second year, um, just a, like a week or two after that, I was in Colorado and I got the call that there might be a job opportunity for me if I moved home. So I took a leap of faith and moved home from Colorado and uh, got the job like a week or two later. And uh, that was in 2015 and I've been here ever since. And what exactly are your job responsibilities? How long do you have? <laughs> All the um, time you want. So I'm the director of marketing and the director of guest services. So what that means is that I work very closely with Mike on the social media and the marketing plan for the year. You know, where are we going to advertise? How much are we going to spend? Um, what type of, of things are we going to, you know, basically to do to get the word out there about Pensacon? Um, and then I coordinate with our graphic designer, Georgia Bielich, um, to actually create those things and, and make that happen. Um, I also help Mike with the, you know, the contracts and contract fulfillment on the guest services side. So, you know, I get the information to the, from the agents about flights and hotels and dietary restrictions and media interviews that they'll do and things like that. Um, and basically that just kind of all rolls into one big, uh, one big job during the con. I'm, I'm really lucky that I have, um, a really good team of people who help me pull all of that off in addition to, the cosplay contest, cosplay contest, and the charity auction, um, and then our dress up or dress up ball every year. So Mike keeps me pretty busy. Georgia, well, I literally stumbled into the job. Uh, I was a volunteer. I worked my way up through the volunteer ranks, but then at the volunteer orientation two years ago, I heard Cat um, and Steve saying, "Graphic designer, graphic designer." And so I went up to Steve after training, and I was like, you know that's what I do, right? You know that's that's my vocation. He's like, really? And I think that was on a Friday or Saturday, and then Monday I had an interview, and they were like, welcome aboard. And at that time, my job was just doing the program book, but then they needed me to do more and more and more, and now I'm just kind of a fixture. They haven't gotten rid of me yet, so here I am. Um, yeah, I kind of got recruited um kind of drafted, actually. Um, during the first year's planning, I was working in the office where all the planning was going on, but actually for a different company. And I ended up doing the commercials for the first year. And then they came to me and said, hey, we need someone to kind of oversee the transportation of people from the hotel to the airport, or, or I'm sorry, from the airport to the hotel and to the base center and so on and so forth. So I stepped up and did that, and then the next year I moved over to programming, and so that's what I've been doing ever since. And as director of programming, what do you do? Um, I'm in charge of the master schedule, and so I've got to figure out where to place panels and activities and whatnot. Um, so, like, we have a lot of panels that come in from the community, you know, people that volunteer to come in and bring their knowledge and expertise and skills and share it with with our attendees and so i've got to go through applications and figure out which ones would be appropriate for our convention um, i'm in charge of the moderators that host the celebrity panels um, and put together like the special activities in poseidon's bay uh, i still do the commercials that mm -hmm. you see on tv right now so well, and you also do moderator training as yes. well, which I've been a part of, which is anyone who wants to be a moderator should definitely, you know, 
at least do some training because it was really beneficial to me because I thought, you know, being a podcast host, I'm like, oh, I could do that. But it's a completely different animal. Well, it, you know, we've got a really great team of moderators that have been with us now for several years. And we, we have a few new ones this year as well. And, uh, and Derek, unfortunately, you're not on my team anymore. But Because uh, I stole him. <laughs> <laughs> I needed his skills as a videographer captain more than you needed another moderator. For... for you listeners out there, Derek was pulled in stretched so thin the last couple of years and because we had him doing about five different things all at one time. So we decided uh, he needs to focus on one, one thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I've even told you this, but there was one day, I think it was that Saturday maybe of last year, I was videoing on the vendor floor for an hour, ran into our room changed into a t-shirt and a blazer, went over to PLT, moderated a panel, came back to the base center, changed back into my videography shirt, filmed for another couple of hours, then went to moderate another panel, then went to shoot the costume contest. You're a beast. <laughs> I think I logged it close to 35,000 steps that day, maybe. Nice. Something like that. So, But um, maybe I'll dabble uh, into moderating a little bit more, maybe next year. We'll, we'll have to see. It, it's an interesting experience. It's definitely different than like hosting a show because you're, yeah, you're in a way kind of driving the initial part of the conversation, but it's very much, you know, then turning it over to the audience and right. letting them ask questions and whatnot. But, but to always be prepared in case there may not be as many questions as you might think and, and whatnot. So. Well, you know, it's an interesting phenomenon because um, the big celebrity panels, you have a line of people at the microphone waiting to ask the questions. You get them into a smaller room mm -hmm. and nobody asks any questions. And it's just, they want to sit there and listen, but they don't want to participate because they're more intimidated with a small audience than with hundreds of people for some reason. Unless you're Michael Rooker and you just take over the whole panel. <laughs> Which watch that on YouTube. It's yeah, that was one, a great panel. Yeah, it's one of, if not the greatest panel that's happened at Pensacon. Uh, if you guys want to talk about it, I am very curious to know uh, what are some horror stories that you guys have from the convention. You know, there's something that just didn't go right just from the beginning. The yeah, the first <laughs> the first year of Pensacon, um, not having done this before. You know, we were pretty nervous. We, we set up, you know, I personally welcome every celebrity that comes in, every guest that comes in on Thursday, Friday, even Wednesday, Tuesday now, because we have people that come from Europe now. Um, we were hit on Thursday all across the southeast with this massive fog that just layered in everywhere. And so we had flights diverted to every city you can think of. There were people stuck in Birmingham. There were people stuck in Nashville, North Carolina. New Orleans, there were people stuck in Mobile. I mean, Walter Jones and Walter Koenig and a few other guests ended up on a bus from Mobile coming to Pensacola. Like They got on like a Greyhound bus and came over here. Um, that was their first experience coming into Pensacola. Um, you know, uh, we had the late Richard Hatch and uh, uh, Herb Jefferson, who's been with us a couple of times. They ended up in Fort Walton, and somebody had to drive over to Fort Walton and pick them up. Um, we had, you know, the, the, the best, the, I mean, for me, it was like, I was up all night. I, I stayed up till like 4.30 in the morning and I went to sleep for like an hour and I got back up and I was back in there to try to get stuff taken care of. But, um, the best was Billy D Williams. Um, who else was there? Mike Grell and, uh, Dean Haglund from the X-Files. Uh, 
they were all stuck in New Orleans, and uh, Billy D. Williams just said, "Let's just get a, a a car and let's go." And so those three guys all jumped and jumped in a car with uh, Billy D.'s agent, and they all just drove over to Pensacola. Wow. And they said that Dean Hagman said he was sitting in the back with Billy D. Williams, and the whole time he was just like. Yeah, he said, I just want to turn it into the Chris Farley show. Like, like, do you remember, remember in Empire Strikes Back when Darth Vader came? That was awesome. <laughs> you know, he, he was trying to do that. He was trying not to do that the entire time. He told me the next day. Um, but, yeah, it, it was – yeah, that was the, a nightmare. And we haven't had it that bad since then. We've had some definite flight delays and some issues and things, but nothing like that where we had guests that didn't get in till. Some of them didn't get in until Saturday because they were just so fogged in and stuck. Um, Christian Narn, who played Hodor – on Game of Thrones actually just refused to go to a hotel and stayed in the Atlanta airport all night just in case he would get a flight. So wow. you could see Hodor sleeping in the Atlanta airport. <laughs> um, you know, And they, their plane got all the way to Pensacola and then turned around and went back to Atlanta because they could not land because the fog was so thick. Yeah. So wow. that's my horror story. That's the really the worst. My horror story was um, my first year as a staff member was 2016. And I had, I had no idea. I had no frame of reference for how things were going to go in my particular position because I actually took over two positions. And so I didn't know how big my team needed to be. And I just I didn't have enough people. I didn't have enough time. I needed basically somebody to just download everything that was in my brain onto a computer so that other people could read it and know what we needed to do. And Friday of Pensacon was just a nightmarish experience. I mean, we had the, the tornado hit on the Tuesday before Pensacon. So then that added things to my list. Like I had to go out and do a, a live remote at 6 a.m. at the mall on Friday morning to promote the fact that we were going to be donating to the United Way at our charity auction. So I think I probably logged about nine hours of sleep in about four or five days. Uh, so I'm just I was exhausted and things were falling apart around my ears. And I mean, everything worked itself out obviously, because we're still here. But there were a couple of moments, I think I think I probably cried four times that first Friday. And then by Saturday, everything went surprisingly smoothly. So like, I'm not sure if maybe I was just like on a euphoric high, and I just didn't notice it crashing and burning around me or what, but, like, we lived through it, like, you know, and they, they tell me it's not uncommon, you know, for everybody's first year for just to be like, oh, oh my God. But yeah, that was definitely a a stressful and terrible situation for me. So I'm really, really grateful for, um, for my team and particularly for those four people who stuck with me and kept me alive that first year because I might not be around if it wasn't for them. Before we continue this awesome conversation with the Pensacon staff, I have to remind you that for you, the listeners of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Recently, I've been listening to Ready Player One, written by Ernest Klein and narrated by Will Wheaton of Star Trek The Next Generation fame. But they have other great books as well. They have autobiographies, fiction, nonfiction, gaming, uh, mystery, romance, sci-fi, anything you can think of, Audible has. And if you're always on the go like I am, Audible is a great service to have to be able to continue to read without having to sit down and read a physical book. But to do that, go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave for your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. I don't really have any horror stories. I I have nightmares about missing deadlines. <laughs> and so, like, I had one last night. So I got up this morning, and one of the f- very first emails I sent this morning was to a publishing company to make sure that we still had time to finish up what we had to do. And so now I think tonight I'll be able to sleep a lot better. But um, the greatest joy for me, it, it sounds a little silly, but I like seeing our billboards. 
whenever um, going down the highway, you see this huge, you know, 20 by 30 foot picture. And he's like, I did that. I made that. <laughs> that that's, that's just one of the things that I enjoy about the job. Steve? Um, well, to kind of add on to what Mike was saying about the fog, I was at the airport that year to greet the guests to make sure that they got onto their, into their cars and got over to the hotel. And uh, yeah, about and in earlier that day, we were already dealing with, I think three flights that had mechanical problems Mm -hmm. that, that were delayed. And then come about five o'clock, one of the drivers came in and said, we've got fog outside and uh, what? And I stepped outside and it was a wall of fog. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we were talking to the airport people and, they had planes circling over that couldn't land. Um, so that, that was kind of a horrific situation. Um, I mean, I've, I've had other issues I've had to deal with, like people who, you know, weren't happy with certain things and decided to cuss mm-hmm. me out in the middle of audience, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, things like that, you know, so it's things that, that are stressful at the moment that when you look at it in the, in the long run, it's like, yeah, it wasn't really that bad, but in the moment it's like, Ooh, this is a bad situation. Yeah. But as far as good things that first year, um, Mike calls me and says, call Parker Stevenson at this number to find out where he is. Like Parker Stevenson. Okay. <laughs> Grew up watching the Hardy Boys, you know, when I was a little kid. And uh, so I, I got his phone number and I called him and his voice answers and I said, Hi, is this Parker? Yeah, yeah. Hey. So I introduced myself and asked him, you know, where he was. And he said, Yeah, we're still sitting on the tarmac in Los Angeles. We've been here for three hours. Um, the wing had a problem or something. Mm-hmm. And and he said that there were a couple other of our guests that were on the plane with him that were sitting near him. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, you know, give me a call when it looks like you're getting ready to take off, and which he did. And it's like, I just spoke to Parker Stevenson on the phone. That was just weird. Um, you know, since then, it's kind of become routine that you're dealing mm-hmm. with celebrities. But at that time, it was, it was fairly um, special. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely understand that. It was... Um, Right before Pensacon 2016, when Claudia Wells was here, I had uh, set up an interview with her to promote her appearance at Pensacon. We had been talking through email, but it was like very periodic. And then eventually she's like, here's my number. Just text me and we'll figure something out. I was like, so I'm supposed to text the star of one of my favorite movies growing up. Cool. Yeah. So, but you know, after after that, yeah, it does become kind of routine. But you do have those moments where it's still, you know, really cool. Here's the thing: it doesn't like there are some people that it's never going to be routine for. Because you know, I'd been doing this for a while. Uh, when last year we got a phone call at the office, and it was Henry Winkler's agent, and he said, "Hey, like Henry's heard a lot about your show, and he wants to know if he can come." And I said, "Ah, uh, give me just a few minutes to to ask," because I'm thinking, like, how are we going to say no to Henry Winkler? So I called Mike and I said, "Hey, can Henry Winkler come to our show?" And he's like, "Ah, uh, yes." <laughs> so in the space of a few hours, I spoke to Henry's agent, and then I spoke to his assistant, and then my phone rings one more time, and I'm just sitting here at the desk, and you know, I just answered, "Hello, this is Cat," and I hear this voice and I was like, well hello cat this is henry winkler and i like 
my voice was fine, but on the outside, I was losing my shit. <laughs> I was just like, hello, Mr. Winkler. How can I help you? You know, I get through the call or whatever. You talk to him. I'm very polite. And he's looking forward to seeing us. I'm looking forward to seeing him. And I hung up the phone and made sure the phone was hung up. And then I just screamed because it's like, there's nothing that can prepare you, especially if you're not prepared for Henry Winkler calling you on your phone just to, to chat about his appearance. I mean, like, I talked to plenty of people throughout the years we've been doing this, but that, that was a remarkable moment for me. Amazingly nice guy. Oh, so nice. Yeah, you'll get like, I'll be sitting at home and my phone will beep and I'll look over and it's like, oh, it's an email from Lita Ford. Lita's like, hey man, we're coming back next year. So excited about it. You know, it's like that kind of stuff happens all the time. Or like Jason David Frank is the nicest guy. Like every once in a while, he'll just text me. He'll be like, hey, how's it going? How are you? Like, how are things? Not like, you know, I want to talk about me, but like sincerely, like, how are you doing? Like, how are things? Just when you meet some of the nicest people Mm -hmm. in this job. When you set up my interview with him last year, Mm -hmm. I wasn't prepared for like how popular it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So when I released the episode, I emailed it to him. I said, "Hey, here's the link to our interview. You know, it's it's on like iTunes, all the you know podcast services." He's like, "Okay, I'll post it on my page in a few minutes." So he posts it ten minutes later, and I'm at my server looking at my download count, and it keeps going up, up, and it climbs by like fifty, then by a hundred, mm-hmm. then by a hundred, and this is in like a matter of minutes. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And it, to this day, it's still my most popular episode ever. So I do have to, yep. to thank you for that. Oh, of course. My pleasure. And he was extremely nice guy. And, you know, being a, a Power Rangers fan growing up, that was like, you know, that <laughs> was ultimate. a dream. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. And I appreciate that he takes the time to do quality podcasts like mm-hmm. yours. Because, you know, some, some celebrities don't really, you know, they don't want to do a podcast because they don't think it's going to be good exposure or whatever but like he's he's a smart one because he knows he can post it out there and his fans are going to listen to it no matter what he does so who has been the one like guest that you guys have like enjoyed meeting the most if you had to pick one like just from when you guys booked it the one that you were looking forward to and then when you finally got to meet that person Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> the dreamy Matt Ryan. He is very dreamy. He is dreamy. He's quite dreamy. Yeah. yeah. I will admit he's dreamier in person than I expected him to be. And he was much cooler than even I expected him to be. He was just right. a really nice, sweet, oh, yeah. wonderful mm-hmm. British man. And just, he rolled with the with the dreamy yeah, too. He, he yeah, loved he, that. He loved the whole dreamy <laughs> thing. He did we did the, you know, Kat and I were doing the photo op and we did like a really silly photo with him or like holding me back from mm-hmm. trying to hug him and stuff. And, <laughs> and he was, he plays along with it and, and looks great in the photo. makes yep. us all, oh, all yeah. look better. We look because, silly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, he was amazing. Um, you know, there's just a lot of people. Vernon Wells from the road warriors, one of our favorite people. Uh, he plays one of the best villains in the history of cinema Wes and the road warrior. Vernon is like just the nicest man, just like your uncle or something that mm-hmm. you talk to. And you know, I still get texts and calls from him every once in a while. Um, Virginia Hay, also mm-hmm. in the Road Warrior, but also was on Farscape. She, you know, she still calls me God, <laughs> and she, she just, you know, we'll hear from Virginia. She'll send me meditation tapes and things like that. She records and sends those over to me sometimes. You know, just people like that that are really super. You know, or, my, or my buddy Sam Levine, that's right, from Freaks and Geeks mm-hmm. and a million other things. Uh, um, Sam and I, you know, our gag, our gag was like I, when the first year of Pensacon. We had a mutual friend, and he's like, hey, Sam's going to call you because he wants to talk about Pensacon because we got him booked and everything. I was like, I can't talk to Sam Levine. Like, Freaks and Geeks is one of my absolute <laughs> favorite television shows of all time. It's like, I can't talk to Sam on the phone. So Sam called, and he was like, hey, yeah, it's really me. It's Sam Levine. And he was like, 
no big deal. You know, it's like, dude, it's not a big deal to talk to me. So, <laughs> like, I still I talk, still talk to Sam every once in a while. I'm sure he'll be back at Pensacon at some point. But our thing is, like, every time I see him, like, it was a, just this big buildup of we were going to hug when we first met. So as soon as he got out of the car, he was like, come here. <laughs> so we had a nice big hug out in front of the, the, the hotel. So, yeah, Sam, Sam's a great guy. I honestly, like, I was not expecting to instantly love him as much as I did, but Michael Rooker. Like, you know, I just, I had no idea that crazy man. Like, and now I just, I can't wait to see him anytime I'm going somewhere where he's going to be. I just adore him. Um, obviously super excited to meet Henry Winkler, who is just the nicest man alive. Um, and John Wesley Ship. John Wesley Ship. Oh, he's, he's such a beautiful man. He's so gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've had a lot of, of great guests. Like people Sam have been Jones. really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Really exciting to Super meet. Nice. And the great thing is I think that most of, almost every single guest we've ever had has been really nice. Mm-hmm. If they haven't been nice. They won't be back. Yeah, you know, Claudia yeah. Wells was delightful. Oh, yeah, love she Claudia. was so sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, like, there's still some that, you know, that we've booked who've unfortunately had to cancel that I'm still looking forward to seeing next time they get to come. But um, Natalia Tena was a big one for me. I was really looking forward to meeting her. And uh, I ended up getting her the correct kind of M&Ms that she wanted. And she basically, like, bum-rushed, hugged me. She just, like, jumped on me. And I'm like, oh, I'm holding Tonks because she's <laughs> tiny. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was pretty great. David Bradley, too. I mean, oh just God, yes. we worked on yeah. him. Since, we've worked on him since the first year of Pensacola mm-hmm. trying to get him here. And we finally got him for his first, like, convention appearance in the U.S., really. You know, he'd done Comic-Con, but that was just a panel, no signing or being out with the fans or anything. Um, and he was just the oh, most charming, wonderful, him. sweet man. Like, you know, he's yeah. having breakfast at the hotel. He's like, Mike, come over, have breakfast. And we all sat and had breakfast together. I mean, he's just a... Just the nicest guy. He made that guy. funny video for us. He did make the funny video about <laughs> about he the heard there was going to be a wedding. He's looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah David was great. I mean, we just had so many good people. Yeah, so many awesome guests. I mean, is there anybody you guys really look? Well, um, through a series of weird events, I ended up having dinner with Glenn Morshower at at McGuire's, and he was a delight. Uh, you know, you know him from Twenty Four and Supergirl, and just so many different roles. And he was a total gentleman. He asked me about Pensacola, so I gave him the whole spiel, the whole touristy bit. But he was just the nicest man. And later on in the weekend, on my break, I was going to go help support him, you know, or help the cause and, and buy a selfie and get an autograph. And he was like, no, you put away your money. You're no, your money is no good with me. So um, I got a nice photo with him, and it was just a deli- delightful experience. Steve? For me, it was Deep Roy. I was so excited the first year when we booked him because I just was a huge fan of his and his, you know, just the work that he did in Charlie and the chocolate factory. And I know that not everybody loves that movie, but his performances plural mm-hmm. was just simply astounding. And just to see the body of work that he he's, I mean, he's been in everything. And so when we, when we announced him, I was really excited to meet him and he just proved to be, um, just such a cool, cool person. And every time that I get a chance to see him, I just, I, I love it because he's just su- such a great guy. He tried to stab Steve in the neck yeah. with a knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did do that. But. Yeah, I'd also like to uh, toss a quick shout out here to uh, Will Traval, mm. who was gracious enough to fill in as a last minute replacement for us when we lost a guest pretty close to the show last year. And not only was he a delightful guest to have, but then the next time I saw him, he remembered me. He asked about Pensacola. He said how much he loves Pensacon. And he's just a 
genuinely nice person and it's so nice to run across somebody like that who's not just like okay well I saw you once I'll forget your name like he actually remembered who I was and was excited to see me again and I was just like oh I love (laughs) you even more now that's awesome (laughs) but we have a lot of guests like that like we have a ton of guests who just really Mm -hmm. love Pensacon Jeremy Bullock uh, I had the opportunity to I happened to be staying at the same hotel that he was uh, a couple years ago and so I had breakfast with him and his wife and before heading off to <laughs> to do Pensacon. And it was just so nice to just sit there in the little kitchen area of this bed and breakfast place and uh, and just chat. And it was just the coolest thing. Of course, Jeremy Bullock played Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And so when you think of, okay, I'm having breakfast with Boba Fett. <laughs> just, it's kind of odd. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Uh, let's talk about Pensacon this year. When is it and who are some of the guests that we're going to have? I'll do the win. It's February 23rd through the 25th, 2018 at the Pensacola Bay Center, the Pensacola Grand Hotel, the Sanger Theater, the Rex Theater, and the Pensacola Little Theater. Um, so we're basically taking over downtown Pensacola again for uh, Pensacon 2018. It is our fifth year. Mike loves to talk about the people. Well, sure. Let's talk about John Barrowman. Uh, let's talk about Arthur Darville. Jason Isaacs. Let's talk about Jason Isaacs. Let's talk about Lou Ferrigno, mm-hmm. Chris Sarandon, Brent, Brent Spiner, you know, Ross Marquand and Seth Gillum from The Walking Dead. Um, who else? Ryan Hurst and Tommy Flanagan we just announced from Sons of Anarchy. John Delancey. John Delancey. And Robert, Robert Picardo. Picardo. Did you mention Ray Park? Ray Park. Ray Park. Yeah, I mean, Palm Clemente from, uh, from Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. You Ooh, know. Eric Stolhansky and Paul Soder. Love yeah. those guys yeah. from uh, Super Troopers. Pete and Pete. Mike Morona and Danny Tamborelli from that show, that great Nick show that was kind of underrated in the 90s, mm-hmm. but... Amazing, um, yeah. Those Fright guys. Night cast reunion yeah. with the director Tom Holland, not Spider Man. Sorry, yeah, not that Tom <laughs> Holland. Um, and, and and you know um, these kind of people that people don't really expect. That like last year, I think that was Virginia Madsen. A lot of people didn't expect to see her there. But like Barbara Hershey is here this year. You know, Barbara Hershey's got a career that goes back to the '60s and and doing TV shows, and, and all the way up through like the Entity and even like Beaches with Bette Midler. One of those, you know ultimate chick flicks out there you know she's she's been in everything and done everything once upon a time this season in the x-files uh gonna be amazing christy swanson the original buffy the vampire slayer we got our wrestlers as always you know kevin nash big sexy and (laughs) the bad guy scott hall and amy dumas aka lita who just showed back up in the royal rumble a couple of weeks ago on pay-per-view um who else sean schimmel from dragon ball z um, and Ian Sinclair, Ian Sinclair, and, and Damian, Damian Clark, Clark, all those guys. I mean, Charles just, Martinet, who's the voice of Mario, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> who's been on your podcast. Yes, yeah. yes. amazing lovely. guy. You know, Jed Rees and Patrick Breen from Galaxy Quest, and Adrian Barbo. Yeah, Adrian. Bar- I mean, it's just <laughs> we're just stacked this year. So many people, like Dave Brown and Mike Fielding from the Mighty Boosh, like one of those like kind of culty things that they haven't yeah. done hardly any conventions in the U.S. So it's really exciting to have them. And, of course, we have two first-timers from Game of Thrones this year in Ian McElhinney and Ian Beatty. So mm-hmm. both of those guys never done a U.S. convention. Of course, Barristan Selmy and Marin Trant. So it couldn't be more opposite characters in Game of Thrones either. <laughs> One's ultimate nice guy, the other one not so much. And we're proud for the first time this year that we have an all-alive Walking Dead cast. <laughs> so joining Ross Marquand, we also have um, Carrie Cahill, Seth Gilliam, Jason Smith, and Cooper Andrews, who are uh, some some fan favorites, I think. I mean, yeah. I am told that one of them may have uh, questionable 
made that they're alive, but it ended without telling us, so we're going with alive. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the the one that's exciting for me as a child of the 70s is Land of the Lost, the original Land of the Lost reunion with uh, Wesley Ure and Kathy Coleman and Philip Paley. So that one's going to be fun. I mean, and then just on the art side, too, all of the artists that we have. You know, so many good artists. You know, Tony Isabella and Trevor Van Eden, who created Black Lightning together, they're going to be here. Uh, Dan Mishkin and Gary Cohn and Paris Cullens, who worked on Blue Devil and Amethyst. And, you know, Paris worked on Blue Beetle. And a lot of new people haven't been here before with us that were very excited. Andy Kuhn, who works on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right now and has done a ton of other stuff. Larry Elmore. Yeah, Larry Elmore, the great illustrator from Dungeons and Dragons, known mainly for that, but just a lot of great fantasy art over the years. Just a lot of really, really cool people, yeah. and authors. Jim oh, Butcher. Jim Butcher. You Jim guys. Butcher's yes. coming. Yeah, That's so awesome. I mean, one of the one of the top fantasy authors in the world. The Dresden Files, everybody kind of knows, and yeah, and and Tracy Hickman. Speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, a guy who, you know, the Dragonlance novels wrote those those and, and wrote modules for the games and all that kind of stuff. So just lots of lots of people. Claudia Gray, Claudia Gray writes yeah. some mm-hmm. Star Wars yeah. novels. Yeah. And then Dan Wells, yeah. um, who's been with us before and loved it so much, he wanted to come back. Um, he wrote uh, "I'm uh, I'm Not a Serial Killer," I'm not a serial killer which, which is was a really film good. last year. Yeah, yeah. And not to mention uh, Victor Geschler, who has an amazing run of not only novels but comic books, mm-hmm. like he wrote. Uh, the Independence Day series that was mm-hmm. right before the, the new movie came out, and he's written Deadpool mm-hmm. and um, what's the Spirits of Vengeance that, that yeah, just came out, out this now. past year. Yeah. yeah, and we, you know, uh, Bill Corbett from Mystery Science Theater three thousand, very excited about that. Having, mm-hmm. We've had Frank and Trace, and now we're getting Bill here, um, Camille Kaduri from, mm, from Doctor, Doctor Who, Who, and also King Ralph. A lot of people don't. Don't think about King Ralph with John Goodman, but she was young in that movie. Great performance in that. So, I mean, it's just that there's over 100 guests coming. Yeah, it's if you can't find something that you yeah. like at Pensacon this year, then you don't like anything. Right. <laughs> of course, you know, I know you know, Derek, the Power Rangers reunion. We'll have a bunch of them back for the 25th mm-hmm. anniversary this year. And, uh, Oh, and there's a great photo op this year, too, with Steve Dash, who, uh, who played Jason in Friday the 13th Part 2, who's actually going to do it in costume. Is, he's going to do his photo op. Oh, and awesome. he usually brings a machete He with does, him. yeah, he does. So, you know. We'll see if he can get it in the basement. <laughs> well, and that's the cool thing about Pensacon is that you have such a diverse, you know, genre from, you know, sci-fi to wrestling to art, authors, you know, you, like you said, Kat, if you can't find something that you enjoy at Pensacon, then I don't know what you're doing with your and, life. And let me add, we have a good science track also. Uh, Dr. Pamela Gay, who's a world-famous astronomer, mm-hmm. is going to be with us. And we have some really cool um, panels and activities uh, from the scientific community that, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that are going to be uh, offered here as well. How can people find out more information about Pensacon? Well, everything that you need to know about Pensacon can either be found at Pensacon.com or on our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com backslash Pensacon. Uh, It's where we drop all of our guest announcements, and um, you can buy tickets both places. Um, You can buy photo ops. There's links to buy photo ops on our web page as well. And uh, you can also download the app. It's in the iTunes store and the Google Play store. Um, So we have it available for iPhone and Android, and it's actually being updated pretty much constantly at this point thanks to George. schedule is available yeah the schedule is available um photo op schedule is coming out soon so uh, a lot of uh, a lot of information contained in the app so a lot of good stuff there awesome well thank you guys so much for taking the time to do the podcast it was fun thanks for having us thank you thanks thank you
My thanks again to Mike, Steve, Kat, and Georgia for taking the time to have that really fun conversation about Pensacon. I know this is a very busy time for them, so thank you guys so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule. Pensacon's coming up next week, February 23rd through the 25th at the Pensacola Bay Center. Get your tickets now at Pensacon.com. But speaking of Pensacon, I'm going to be speaking with a Pensacon guest next week. This upcoming Tuesday, February 20th, I'll be having a special Facebook Live conversation with author S. Usher Evans. She'll be on the show to promote her new book series and her upcoming appearance, of course, at Pensacon. That will be this Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Just go to facebook.com slash ddiamondpodcast. And if you want to follow me on other forms of social media, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at ddiamondpodcast. And if you want to check out past episodes of the show, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all podcasting platforms, and the website ddiamondpodcast.com. But that's going to do it for this week's show, so enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here on Facebook Live this Tuesday with S. Usher Evans. Listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.